The following interview was conducted on KPOV 88.9 FM and kpov.org on KPOV's daily show, The Point, on Tuesday, February 6, 2018. We interviewed Dave Stranahan of Healthcare for All Oregon about universal health care and the idea of health care as a fundamental human right. There is some time-sensitive information in this interview, but it is mostly full of great information about health care and health care systems. Coming up today on The Point, our interview is with Dave Stranahan. Dave wears a lot of hats in the movements for social justice in Central Oregon. He is the treasurer of Central Oregon Jobs with Justice and Central Oregon Social Justice Center. Dave is also very active with the League of Women Voters of Deschutes County. He is here with us today to talk about single-payer universal health care and health care as a human right in his role as a lead volunteer here for Health Care for All Oregon, Central Oregon. Dave is also a lifelong Central Oregonian. Dave, welcome to The Point. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Steve. It's really great to be here at KPOV, and thanks for that kind introduction. It's actually not enough. Honestly, I would say that Dave should be considered a local hero, anybody who'd take on uh, a subject as big as health care. You know, it's a lot easier to talk about the subject these days, guys. Uh, You know, we're used to be on the outer fringes, and it's right in front of everybody, right now so it's it's an easy conversation to have and and there's some uh, some good to come out of it all right that's great so you've been on a few times with healthcare for all oregon but would you please remind our listeners and tell our new listeners what is healthcare for all oregon healthcare for all oregon is a coalition that's been active i'm going to say for about 10 years um gradually building up uh from the premise that access to health care is a human right to uh, the uh, the legislative agenda that we have right now which which is a very exciting thing so it is a coalition there's there's more than a hundred groups that have signed on uh, there's thousands and thousands of people who have signed statement of support and and are in the database so it is a, a campaign it, it is a political movement for coverage for every Oregonian resident in the state uh, with with essentially a single-payer system, a single, uh, single-payer insurance system. All right, and you mentioned your legislative agenda. There's something big coming up in the legislature in the next couple of days. Uh, can you tell us about that? There really is uh, something big, Bruce, and I'm, I'm so pleased to talk about it. It is House Joint Resolution 203, which is, uh, I've got a whole list list of legislative supporters here, too, too long to, to uh, read, but it is considered Mitch Greenleaf's piece of legislation, and he's, he's kind of the grand old man of the legislature right now, and he has taken on uh, supporting health care for all. So we have the, the, the language... Um, it's called the Hope Amendment, Affordable Health Care as a Fundamental Human Right, which is the language of uh, eventually a, a constitutional um, amendment to the Oregon Constitution. And the, um, the hearing on this is going to be tomorrow, Wednesday, in the evening in Salem. Uh, I wish I could get there, but it's going to be kind of tough for an evening um, 
evening hearing, but I think there'll be lots of supporters around the state who will show up for for lobby day tomorrow at the Oregon legislature um, for this um, health care as a human right language. Um, and while, while I was going to talk about the legislature, I hope that doesn't glaze people's eyes over or cause them to reach for their cell phones because um, when I grew up in Redmond, I had this, this old friend, uh, a good old boy country lawyer, and he used to say, remember, no man's life and liberty is uh, safe while the legislature is in session. <laughs> uh, so that, that should catch at least people's attention. But, you know, there's a lot of good things that are going to go on in this, in this short session, and they're going to go on because we managed to pass Measure 101. And, uh, you know, we, we can keep the conversation and keep the, uh, the progressive agenda going because we don't have to go back and, uh, and uh, fight those old fights again about protecting people's health care. So just quickly remind us, what, what did Measure 101 or what, did, what, what will Measure 101 do now that it's passed? Well, Measure 101 will keep in place this, this uh, assessment and tax system on, on uh, certain health care providers that will raise enough money to ensure the, the continuance of the uh, Medicaid expansion in the state and as, as was very important to ensure the matching funds from the legislature, excuse me, from the, uh, from the Congress to um, continue covering most Oregonians, about half, about half of the people in Oregon are covered by, by Medicaid in some way. And that's, and that's old people and young people and, and less abled people and, and poor people. And so it's a really important thing to keep that stable and be able to maintain that. And it's only a, a two-year process that that uh, this particular legislation covered. Uh, and, and so we're able to go on to the next step and ensure health care for all Oregon residents as we go forward. Right. And you said there were a number of legislative supporters. Are any of the representatives from the Central Oregon area on that list i don't see them on the list and uh, that that kind of leads me up to uh, saying what what i always say and that is contact your legislators if they're in support of something you like thank them if you want them to pay attention to something uh, that you want them to uh, support it's it's okay to ask them uh, it's easy to contact uh, senator tim canope it's easy to uh contact our guys Newt Bueller and and Gene Wisnant they're uh, they're still our representatives through this short session although uh Newt Newt's uh trying to go up the ladder and and Gene Wisnant is going to retire and and as I as I contacted him a while ago and I said Gene this would be a great way to go out this would be a great gift to your constituents to uh, to support the language of health care is a human right for all of your constituents and all the people in Oregon. Well, maybe he'll come around, um, or maybe he already has. He's just not on the sponsor list. But, Dave, because we've passed Measure 101, why, why do we need in Oregon to have the Constitution say that health care is a human right for all? Well, one way to say it would be the, would make Oregon a leader, and uh, as I had said, we started out 10 years ago from the aspirational stance of, of uh, access to health care 
is and should be a human right. It's recognized that way nationally. But at the same time, we're seeing uh, from many different political viewpoints, we're seeing that it just simply makes the most sense. It It is the l- most cost-effective way to actually cover a large population uh, with health care, with, with this basic need. And um, there is one other thing that, that I'll mention in connection with that. Uh, not, this, not that it's a right and not just that it's that it's the most cost-effective, economical, um, effective way of doing it, but there is also uh, universal access to healthcare working group in the legislature, which is going to do the hard work over, let's say, a year's time, and it's a it's a very much bipartisan committee, which is bringing in a lot of uh, a lot of regular citizens to figure out actually how to write and implement this legislation. So it's really feet-on-the-ground, hands-on work that's being done. It's not just aspirational. It's it's uh, grassroots. And I, I would even say the conservative business person's approach to getting it done. Economics. It's more economical to actually face this head-on. We, we hope that is the winning argument. All right. Well, this is a good time to uh, take a quick break here on KPOV. We're speaking with Dave Stranahan about health care for all Oregon and um, some things coming up in the legislature there. We're talking with Dave Stranahan about health care for all Oregon and Central Oregon. And I wanted to ask you a question. When you started talking this morning, you mentioned that at the beginning, I guess healthcare for all Oregon and the idea of universal single payer healthcare was kind of out there on the fringes, and it's not so much anymore. To what do you attribute that progress? Well, I attribute that to a lot of things. Uh, bless Bernie Sanders for for giving us an early Christmas present last fall when he went forward with his proposal. Um, John Conyers. Uh, Resolution in the uh, in the House of Representatives have been around for for many years, gradually picking up steam. Um, some of it is accidental. Some of it is good luck. Some of it is because the right wing went went around attacking people's health care uh, nationally. We saw that played out uh, in the early months of the uh, the Trump administration, and it was uh, it was frightening, and it was. Uh, Unnecessary, and it got a lot of people's attention. And uh, fortunately, a lot of Republican Congress people got yelled at at, the, at their town halls by their constituents over the whole health care issue. So um, I, I attribute even our own, own representative Greg Walden for for putting it in front of people, maybe unintentionally, and uh, getting the attention that it that it deserves. So a lot of factors, Bruce, that. That moved it forward, and and as uh, as Steve acknowledged, it it became inevitable. Uh, the 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 time has come to do something, and we think we have the the legislation to uh, to do it. All right, and so um, so yeah, well, it actually <laughs> seems to be the only path forward. Uh, and I think Bernie Sanders has made everybody well aware of the fact uh, on one of his recent town halls that it is the only way forward that makes any sense whatsoever 
whether it's for the business community or the actual people that are involved in insurance, it seems to be the only path forward. You know, I got to have an article in the source a, a couple of weeks ago. I was really grateful to the to the source editor for including me. And, and part of what I got to write was um, it's it's easy to have the conversation on on health care, as I had mentioned. And uh, when you have those conversations, people always say, well, other countries do it. They seem to do it. OK, uh, how, how come not not us? Well, I think it's simply a question of money, and every time money becomes the the single largest factor, we seem to go the wrong direction. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> I, I, I certainly have to, have to agree with uh, with the way you have have looked at things and understood things over time. So let's talk about money because that is that is an issue, and and will I believe come up if this legislation. Uh, proceeds or the constitutional amendment proceeds to the voters, it will, I assume, cost more money in terms of taxes or fees for people to for for universal single payer health care. But how how will that compare to what people are spending now on health care? It will cost money. We can't say that that uh, health care will ever be cheap and. We won't be free, and everyone will will pay the the universal access to health care working group in the legislature. And I wanted to mention that the chair of that is Representative Andrea Salinas from the Lake Oswego area. They will work out the details of how to do this. Inevitably, it is a tax. Um, it's not out of our reach to who write that tax. The study that they're working from, we're, we're calling the RAND study. The RAND Corporation has, has studied this issue for Oregon, and they see that conservatively, we can cover everyone, every Oregon resident, and do it for about 15% less than is being spent overall right now. And and you have to remember that our our healthcare system is so fragmented that, that nobody quite knows what's going on and everybody is is in a little compartment of this fragmented health care system and it's so expensive and inefficient to cover so many people so many different ways with with hundreds of of um, actually thousands of insurance plans and and um, so, so much um, government spending in so many different ways that's already being spent. So um, in effect, once you get everybody in one pool, once you get one payment system in place, you're going to save a lot of money and you're going to get people the care they need and make them healthier and save less money on that and have an efficiency in place that will uh, that will save, as I say, conservatively 15% less than we're doing now and potentially a lot more than that. All right. Uh, good old uh, economics 101, economies of scale. That's right? a in, good way to put it. In a, in, in a positive direction, which the economies of scale don't always move that way. Um, there are, from my understanding, about 95% of Oregonians currently have some sort of health insurance. Is this universal health care about those other 5% or 
are there other benefits as well to people who already have coverage? Well, you're you're asking me the good and tough questions <laughs> this morning. I pr- appreciate your your being on top of this. Um, that's still a lot of people who are not covered, and inevitably they're they're the most needy, uh, and it's not sustainable. You, you know, we are where we are right now. I, I should mention that, that the uh, effect of Measure 101 is only for a couple years, and then we're going to be right back uh, where we started. And, and who knows what, what's going to happen in Washington, D.C. with, with health care legislation. So we recognize that Oregon and each and every other state is going to have to figure this out for themselves. I would say that Oregon is not by far the only state. There are 16, 18 20 states that are that are moving along in the same direction that we are. We hope we can get kind of a multi-state compact to get this done. But essentially, we're teetering. You know, as, as I say, the system is, is fragmented. It just is not sustainable. And one of the most unsustainable parts is uh, health insurance that's connected to people's employment. And I think most people understand that very well. Is that what is wrong with, if 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 that's the right way to ask the question, um, healthcare through employment? Well, it started out as kind of the the go to position. Uh, you know, I learned about this uh, at the end of the Second World War. It, it became the the way of covering people. Um, actually, during the end of the Second World. War it, it came into into place. Um, it's not in itself unsustainable because, interestingly, in in some countries, uh, and Germany is is most particular, um, it is health insurance through your employment unless unless uh, you're not employed, and then the government has programs for you. But it's very regulated. Uh, it's very un- understood and transparent, and and so you know what's what's going on with the system, and and it's a way of covering everybody. So I wouldn't say that that uh, health insurance through your employer is is not feasible. It just isn't working right now, partly because there's so many options, uh, and it depends on where you live and where you're employed and how old. You are uh, what? What part of the country you you're in? What what insurance companies cover you? Um, so there's there's it's just a patchwork, and and so um, we we need a universal system that everyone understands and everyone is a part of. And speaking of inefficiencies, I would imagine it r- drives up healthcare costs directly as healthcare providers try to deal with that patchwork of uh, insurance companies to get reimbursed? Uh, expenses get passed along. Uh, if, if you have good insurance, you're, you're paying for your own insurance and someone else's who doesn't have it. There, there's so much cost shifting in, this, in the system um, that it's hard, hard to keep track of, but we know this is happening. And, uh, and yes, uh, pharmaceuticals and providers and employers, they all pass, try to pass the costs on to somebody else. And eventually it's, it's the patient who, who ends up paying or not getting coverage. All right. Well, as always, our time goes by really fast. 
here in these interviews, especially with Dave and, and his uh, storehouse of knowledge on healthcare. So we're going to have to leave it there. Dave, thank you very much for joining us on The Point. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Bruce. It, it's always a pleasure. I want people to contact your legislator. Oh, and really quickly, if people want to get involved with Healthcare for All Oregon, how can they do that? Well, I would say the easiest way is go to the state website, HCAO. Dot org and and uh, they'll get you in touch with me or any other activist in the state and answer your questions and and uh, get you a place to be involved. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcasts at kpov.org.